0: that's Chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Dw group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Next spring, I want my lawn to be the best lawn on the block. I told Anthony if he wants the best lawn, he's going to have to start preparing this fall with Scott's Turf Builder. Ace is the place that's two seasons ahead. Spoiler
2: alert, the lawn ends up looking great.
1: Now through Labor Day, get up to $5 in instant savings on select Scott's Lawn Food. Base Rewards members save instantly in-store. Selection varies by region. Store stock only. See participating stores for details. Blog Talk Radio.
0: Hello and welcome to Pure Hope. With your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angel, gave Reverend Gorman. Help
2: open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us.
0: Hello, everybody. Yes, thank you. Thank you for joining us all on the Pure Hope Show. This is Reverend Janice Gorman, and I am so delighted to have all of you come and join us for this Uh, special edition that we are having here on the program tonight as always what i say to people and you are reading it all over the place that we do stand at the precipice of great change you cannot turn a page on any magazine or put the television on without seeing that we are in a great great enormous upheaval which is also a great blessing in some ways and great change And we cannot ignore the call. Some of us are hearing the call to um, shine and bring forth information. And so I welcome you to our program tonight where we will be talking to Gina Cambolta Miranda, who is a Mayan timekeeper, and we'll be talking about what that particularly means. Gina's family uh, origins were the Mayans in Guatemala, Um, She was 11 years old. That's what I find fascinating because I received a calling when I was 11 years old, but she was also 11 years old when she began training with a shaman who identified her destiny in the connection with the Mayan calendar. I consider her, after I talk a little bit more about who she is, I consider her an incredible, resilient woman um, because as an adult, she has witnessed the horrors of the war in Nicaragua, where the Red Cross and other organizations and uh, worked, and due to what we would call an unavoidable family tie uh, to her father and to social activities and volunteering, she was imprisoned in Honduras. And while in that prison, she was repeatedly tortured and raped and through grace, through the mighty evidence of the energy of grace, managed to escape. Her destiny, which is very fortunate for us, eventually brought her to Minnesota. And now her destiny brings her to our program tonight right here on the Pure Hope Show. And it is our collective destiny, for those of you who are listening to this, to be coming together to listen to Gina. So I believe it is a contract. It is a spiritual contract of our destiny that we are back together listening to this information that I believe is so incredibly important. So after you listen to our program tonight, know that the stars have brought us all together and perhaps you may want to pass this program on to others. In fact, I would encourage you, To pass this program on to others Put it on your Facebook Use your uh, media If you're having coffee Tell them about this program Tell anyone who is in this like-minded energy And here's this call that we cannot ignore So as we prepared for our program I want you to know That much prayer Much ritual or ceremony And certainly great intentions Have been placed within the time That we are going to be sharing with you tonight directing the energy towards enlightenment or towards awakening helps us all with this change that we are currently in. And most of us know that we live in a world where 4% of the world, that's the world you can see, that's the world that is built, that's the world that we can measure, and that's the world that we can organize. 4% of the world is this. Then... There's that other 96% of the world that we don't see, but that determines everything. So welcome to your new reality as we welcome uh, to the timekeeper and to this energy that we are going to be experiencing tonight. So let us now begin that journey of the 4% world because we are going to be listening, but also know that you are going to have a dance with this invisible energy the 96%. And this subtle energy always is interacting with us, either on a conscious level or on an unconscious level. The human mind, as we all know, is very capable of directing this subtle energy and commanding it to do what we want. So we welcome to the world, and we are welcoming now to the world of Gina um, Miranda, who will helping us tonight understand the Mayan calendar. So, Miss Gina, welcome, welcome,
2: welcome to the Pure Hope Show tonight. Uh, thank you, it's, uh Thank you for bringing me into the show to invite me to talk. And um, well, I hope that everybody can uh, listen. Well, there are a lot of people can listen to it and see if they can find the connection. Um, to the spiritual world yes thank you thank you um,
0: I've always been interested in the Mayan calendar in fact most people who have come to the Hope Interfaith Center um, has heard me talk about the Mayan calendar although I am not an expert in any means and I want to tell our listeners that that I would consider Gina an expert on the Mayan calendar which is a 5,000 year old vehicle of predictions on spirituality. It is an ancient device filled with what we would call sacred codes. So hopefully we can talk a little bit about that, Gina. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell our listeners how you did, how did you meet your teacher and how did you first react when you were told about your destiny at the age of 11?
2: Uh, this happened when I was uh, growing up in Honduras, Central America. And my father was a uh, full-blooded Mayan from the Atitlan region. And he was a rebel fighter against the um, army, since the army has been um, taking away the land from the Mayans. And um, he decided to join this uh, fight, you know, and. um uh, Take weapons against it, and he was like a famous guerrilla fighter in those um, the 50s, late 50s. Uh, so um, I ne- I got to see him only once when I was about six year old,
1: well, and then
2: uh, yeah. eventually he got killed. And uh, my mom married somebody else, and I live in the in Honduras, grew up there. And. Uh, yeah. After he died, you know, my um, stepfather was abusing me when I was Mm -hmm. 11. And because of this situation, I uh, took the decision to run away from home. I was living in the middle of the country, in Tegucigalpa, which is the capital city. And uh, I was 11, so I didn't know where to go. I just um, figured that I was going to... escape from the house and just run to the ocean because i seen, uh, you know, I feel like, for some reason, I feel like the ocean was the, ocean the, place, was to the place to go. So I kind of um, uh, started that journey. Um, it took me in took a me highway, in highway uh, uh, starting like at two, like 2 in the morning, and, morning. and I finished up in the, in the ocean, you know, in this beach, which uh, I didn't know in that time, but... Um, Later on, talking to my mom, I find out that it's the same beach that I was conceived, you know, I was... Oh my gosh. I I didn't know that until my mom told me this about 10 years ago or 8 years ago. But I didn't know why I felt like I ended up in that place, and when I got there, I felt so comfortable in that beach. And... Um, I waited there and then I got hungry because I was eleven, you know. So, you didn't feel too I good about too these good things, about you, know, thing, and, you know. I was hungry, I was hungry. And, and I didn't know what to do. Just waiting there by the beach, and it was look beautiful and everything, but I was getting um, desperate about eating. And, and that's when the the Mayan shaman walked by with his kids. They were fishing in the ocean at night and uh, he came to me and told me you gotta come with me and then I say I'm not going with you, you know, I'm just and then he tried to tell me, you know, that they can provide me with food and a safe place to be and he seemed to know things about me that I was kind of surprised about it. And then uh, you know, he took me up to live in the in the village in the jungle where I um stay with them and Eventually, he he confessed later on that um, he's been trying to find somebody to inherit the knowledge of the calendar.
1: Huh? And in the
2: visions, or you know, he was told that um, that the person that was chosen to do this job was gonna be that night in that beach. And um, he, he told me that he was upset about my age, you know, because he figured. They're going to send somebody that was older, that would understand these things better. And instead it was me, you know, so. Wow. So I lived with them for three years in the jungle, and, you know, I learned with them fishing, and every time that we went fishing, uh, he would talk to me about the calendar. Uh, And to tell you the truth, I didn't care about that. Hmm. Um, I was coming from the city, you know, we were from the middle class family where, uh, you know, we had all the, you know, other than the abuse, everything was fine in my house, you know, so um, it was very hard for me to adapt to this new environment, uh, living with them in the jungle and uh, fishing. And on top of that, these old men, they were trying to teach me this weird stuff. They not know what's what was about it, you know, it's, but he kept talking to me for three years. Hmm. And in those uh, three years, you know, some of it stuck in my head, you know, because he keeps repeating it, you know, and I just keep thinking, this old man is crazy, you know. <laughs> Try to teach me how to speak the Mayan language and refuse, you know, because, you know, these people... Um, uh, they don't know how to read and write. I was already, you know, coming from fourth, fifth grade in school, so I consider myself like higher in knowledge than they. They did, you know, but um, they did know a lot of the stuff about nature and the spiritual world that I did not know, and that's how I, um, I got to uh, get this knowledge, the beginning of it the basis of it you know so um, after that I kind of went back to the city and uh, went to live with my grandma and went back to school and um, eventually I graduated and the university has a computer analyst and um, got a job as a librarian and then uh, as a computer programmer got a great job with the government and I didn't Look back to the stuff that the old man taught me. you know, I kind of tried to put it in the back of my mom's mind and say "This is something strange that happened to me in childhood, so um, I didn't work in this Mayan calendar when I was young, you know after uh what i you explain here that i um tried to compensate for the services, the way they helped me, you know, I tried to work with the Red Cross, and work with poor people, and work with the Red Cross, and all the weekends that I had, you know, from work, and, um, I felt very good doing that, and I thought that's what I needed to do, you know, I didn't thought I needed to do no calendars or anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But eventually, you know, um, I thought I had my life all set up. You know, I had a great job, um, my a house, a car. Everything seemed to be set up for me to, um, for my future. Until eventually, you know, the, um, the destiny caught up with me. You know, the secret police was following me around. I didn't know this, but since my connection with my father in my activism and protesting against the need for more hospitals and stuff like that that I did when I was down there. Eventually I got um, captured and put in a clandestine jail, and that's when all the torture happened, you know, and they wanted me to sign up confessions saying that I was working with the Russians or whatever, communist, and, and... Give names of other people that were involved in these things, so and that's where um I kind of uh, one of the guards kind of let me out when nobody else was looking and told me to get out of the country, and that's where I ended up in Minnesota, you know because uh hmm. I had different relatives around the u s but uh only one relative knew about computers. my uncle here was um he a small computer uh, company and I was working mm. in computers so I thought it was a good match so that's how I ended up coming here about 35 years ago mm. and mm. the working with the calendar I started later on like in 1987, 88 that is when um, I started to get these dreams with the with the old shaman.
0: Yeah, because you said Um, um, that your teacher comes to you now in your dream time?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's when that started to happen. Around Mm -hmm. 1987, 88, he started to appear in my dreams telling me that it was time for me to take my destiny. And he wouldn't let me sleep every night with his um, dream, this insistence, you know. So um, I didn't know what to do. I was still thinking about a lot of the native stuff, so I went to different reservations in Minnesota to try to find advice, to try to find a cure, like maybe um, an spiritual guide and guide will do some sort of a ritual to get this old man out of my head, you know, hmm. because he won't let me sleep, you know, and so that's how I ended up in Pine Ridge. I went went to Sisseton. South Dakota. I went to Red Lake. You know, all of the all the spiritual guides told me that there was no way out. That I needed to do what what the old man says, or otherwise bad things will happen. So that's mm-hmm. how I started to work in the calendar in 1989, 1990. And it was very hard because, you know, since I didn't wanted to learn when I was 11, you know, it was very hard for me to piece it together. And so what I did is I went to Hamlin University and I studied all the Mayan classes they had in archaeology uh, to try to mash together what the science was saying with what the old shaman taught me. You know, and I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'll try to base this into science because I love science. I'm very skeptical about most everything. Yeah. So yeah, I needed to get this scientific side, and I thought, you know, I gotta merge it together. And in a way, yeah. you know, this is like uh, like the old Mayans did, and. Uh, In the ancient times, they were not uh, mystics. They were a combination of scientists with uh, spirituality. That's what they were in the ancient times.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: So... Exactly what is, and I don't know if you can really tell us exactly what is, but what is a Mayan timekeeper? Is it a person who studies the Mayan calendar or they can read the Mayan calendar? What is a Mayan timekeeper?
2: See, in the ancient times, if you go to the, you know, um, thousands of years ago, the um, there was a group of people that were the timekeepers and they were experts in this but they, they were also scientists, they were astronomers.
0: Okay. So they were
2: mm-hmm. um so they kind of uh, mixed um the spirituality with science they measured the the planets they measured the planets in um, with that they um uh, they compared with the calendar so um, to make sure that the calendar was squared up with the heavens, with the planets, and how that um, compared with the human lives, you know, in the rhythms of nature. You know, for them it was a study all the time. There was um, probably dozens of more people that were involved into the studying of um, of the calendar. That was in the ancestral times, you know. They mm-hmm. keep doing notations, they do math, they do science, they do observations. Their whole life was dedicated to, to study this, you know. Mm. But and and nowadays, you know, if you go to let's say Guatemala or Mexico or places where there is um uh, time keepers it's a different kind of um way of um they are kind of healers. They are kind of like um um medicine doctors you know they, they they kind of know how to do um, healings and that's exactly what the old shaman that taught me the calendar did did it that way you know he was um, a healer Um he knows about uh, different herbs and how to cure people from different illnesses um, but in the ancient times I was separated you know the people that did the healing was a different kind of people in the Calendar people did some other stuff, you know. So, mm-hmm. hmm. so now, you know, the, the, if you go down there, the people that um, do the timekeeping, they keep the calendar, but that's not their main thing, you know. They so might really Uh huh. They might keep notations, and they um, try to connect with the spiritual world. Okay. So, so really... the difference is that. It, I, I'm, I'm into the ancient... Um, you know they're going back to what the timekeeper was really about, you know okay okay and and because and you gotta you gotta you gotta be uh you know um forgiveness, let's say in Guatemala and Mexico, I mean they lacked education, they lack the knowledge, they lacked the understanding of the planets and science, so how can they get into this if they don't have the other side you know right, right, mhm,
1: mhm.
0: So it talks about how the mind calendar does prophecies are kind of the key or there's an encodement in that. At this time, because we're on this precipice of great change and all the political stuff that's happening and all the weather changes that's happening, what if you can share with our our audience tonight just a little bit, we don't expect you to go into it a great deal, but... Can you share a little bit about what the Mayan calendar might be saying about this time right now upon the planet because of all this upheaval we're having?
2: See, the, the Maya counted um, time in um, big cycles, you know. And one of those big cycles was the one that ended in the 2012, 2013. hmm which Hollywood take it like it was the end of the world or whatever but um, you know the Native American um, follow cycles uh, in a circle. They don't have a linear way of thinking like Europeans do. So the, it was just the end of one cycle at the beginning of the other one. But that was an important cycle because um, um, this is the time where it's marking that uh, human beings are ready, ready for a change. We got all what we need to go to the next stage in evolution Um, so we can change and become something else than when we are right now. Mm -hmm. But it's very hard with people attached to all ways of thinking. But that's what the calendar in reality is marking. And uh, at the beginning of the new era, What is happening, what this prediction was, is that a lot of the knowledge that was hidden, that was given before, and got lost, is coming back again. But in order to get this knowledge, you got to kind of be tuned in to the other side, tuned in to the the universe, so you can get this knowledge. It's not going to be just easy, like it just comes to you and that's it, you know right uh you have to kind of work at it and pay attention and understand what they are saying and understand how to communicate to the other side mhm so um, you know the way that, that things are happening is just the collapse of um, humanity the way that we know it you know mhm uh we we got to the tipping point where you know we either change or or in reality would be the end of the human human race, you know. Right,
0: right. Well, that sounds like good news, that we're at the end of a cycle and the beginning of the birthing of a new one. So I've always said, you know, uh, bring that forth, bring that forth. You know, I, uh, I kind of enjoyed the collapsing of an old system so we can give birth to a new system, so... Um, so I try to help people not to fear the differences and the changes that are taking place right now. Is that what you do also is help people
2: um, bypass yeah. that fear? Yeah, See, yeah, what I do is uh, when I teach the calendar, the calendar is like um, like a key, like um way how to understand how the forces of the universe work, you know, Okay. And uh, the the calendar give you the key how to open this other side, how to connect, reconnect oh. with the other side.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay, um,
2: yeah. So it give you like a schedule of how these forces work. You know, it's like the Star Wars. It, it, they copied this from the Mayans. You know, the Force. Right. And um, and it's, re- and it's real. You know, it's actually forces out there, spiritual forces that um, work every day every day is different every day has a different um, combination of frequencies and then when you al- understand the calendar and you apply that to your own life then you start opening your eyes to something new something that you didn't know it was there or something that you knew it was there but you didn't know exactly how to tune into this uh, other side
1: Right.
0: right so Well, when we talked at the very beginning, Gina, about the subtle energies, you know, the 96% or whatever that percentage is, who the heck really knows if it's 96%, but if we talk about those subtle energies that cannot be seen or measured, when you do your sacred ceremonies, or when any of us do our sacred ceremonies to help the planet at this time, um, is that what you call upon? Do you call upon these subtle energies that is in the
2: universe right now? Um, yeah, there is some, um, following the ancestral way, how they did this, these things, there are certain days that are uh, called to do certain ceremonies or certain callings or give thanks for different things. But every people has their, every person has their own uh, a specific combination of uh, of days you know uh to explain it and uh, I when I explain it I try to uh, explain it this way when the mother is inside the, the womb you know and she's uh, pregnant the planet is going around the solar system so um the spiritual forces that are going to come into this baby uh, cannot come into it until the umbilical cord is cut.
1: Hmm.
2: So, uh, because the spiritual field of the mother is like, a, you know, like a defensive shield, they do not allow the intrusion of uh, of these forces. So, when you cut the cord, then the baby is, uh, you know, without defenses, and thus when it gets uploaded with these uh, forces from whatever the planet is along the line and the orbit. So they get uploaded with this, uh, these energies and I will be with them for the rest of their life, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's why the calendar gives you like a guide that, uh, to check exactly what were the energies at the moment of birth. And these energies change every year. It's not like, um, like the horoscope or anything like that. They're, it's a more general general thing. This one is very specific. It's like a more scientific, you know, like a combination uh, repeats like every 52 years. So um, you got to know exactly the year in which the person was born and the day. So you understand what connection that person has to the other side. And then you do your petitions or your ceremonies in those days. You know, you got to match... The number that was were you, they they were given to you when you were born, and exactly so. those days do your connection yes. to the other side. Yes, yeah, that's it, that. All, also, sense. there is some ceremonies welcoming the new months. That's for everyone, you know, the welcoming the new Mayan months or mm-hmm. the new energy that come to rule. But specifically for every person, has a different combination of forces that they are depending on. and and it's not only the two energies that belong to that person but the energies that were from their parents you know they have a certain connection with that person because they are the ones that were the channel to bring that person into the world so you diversify and then you get uh, a few energies there is twenty energies in the universe by this philosophy and Mm. usually most families are um, in relation with about six of them or seven It depends. Different families have different um, number of energies that are connected with them. Hmm. Hmm.
0: So when people come to you, Gina, then do you do you do do they give you, you know, their birth date and the year that they are born, and do you somehow help them understand? how to work with that energy or that segue of those particular days or that particular month or time for them to connect with this subtle energy then?
2: Yes, that's what I, uh, a lot of people send their uh, dates and their emails sometimes. And like I tell them, that, you don't know, need to put any names or anything just to date. And then, uh, you know, I explain to them when they come to see me do uh, those energies uh, are, Better for you know some people are better for some of the things than other things you know right, in, right. um the Maya in the ancient times when they were really doing well they were kind of um, uh, they were into the system so much that um, the ladies will time in their birth depending on the calendar mm. so it's like um, getting the advice from the timekeepers you know. Um, they can choose which, ki- what kind of kid they want to have, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. If they
2: wanted a scientist or they want a very spiritual person or they wanted to be a warrior or whatever they want to choose, they time it with the uh, with their pregnancy. So it was born into those days. Wow. Um, and that was very important in their days because people were um, into groups, you know, they were into uh, different uh, clans of people that did like pottery, like the whole family did that you know they um they were parish so you know the the families that were involved into this they all wanted their kids to be born like Paris you know <laughs> yes yes uh uh-huh so they 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 tried to find all the energies that were more uh, more um, into that that kind of work, that line of work, you know. In the same way, the artists, the, you know, the theater people, the astronomers, the farmers, they all wanted to time it in with their energies.
1: So that will help
2: them uh, to be part of the, to make the family united together into their stuff, you know.
0: hmm So it sounds to so me like... when it's... people
2: come, I... I mm-hmm?
1: It
0: sounds to me like they did it very consciously and intentionally when they would procreate and bring forth the baby or that soul of that energy. Um, yes, yes. It yeah. was
2: a very orderly society at some point, you know, and that's when yeah. they reached the highest point of their development. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. They try to not to have um, warriors because there are certain energies that are kind of uh, difficult to control. And that's Mm -hmm. one thing that I teach people, you know, when they know their own energy, uh, they understand, you know, why they feel the way they do, why they do stuff that then they repent about it. But Because we are managed by these energies in a way. And the idea Mm -hmm. is that once your conscience about what kind of energies are handling your life, then you can dominate these energies and only use it for your own purposes, you know, your own thing. Um, to better yourself. Wow! But most people let themselves be driven by by these forces in a way. You know, and the forces right. are some of them are, are unruly. And
0: well, to me, it seems like this would be very helpful for many, many people. To come to you or someone like you to understand um, their birth date and the energies that they bring forth, it kind of helps them with their destiny and 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 like you said, they can work with those forces, they could work with those months or those days that are um, kind of like a segue into that subtle subtle energy field then.
2: yeah. Yeah, they could, uh, you know, the, the idea is that um, in the way the Mayan, I know this is going to sound kind of pessimistic, but in the way the Mayans saw life, life was a preparation for death.
1: Huh. You know, yeah.
2: Um, they thought it was like a um, training ground where you try to raise your spiritual awareness and to elevate yourself to a different level. Correct. So in the next lifetime, you will be born into a higher number or something.
0: Correct. Yeah. See, that's what I believe our incarn <clears throat> excuse me—our incarnation is all about is to raise our consciousness or raise our vibration um, to that highest level. I always felt that that was my this incarnation for me, my purpose is not even the teaching that I'm doing, but to constantly work on my own personal level of consciousness and to to because I'm a massive meditator I do a lots and lots and lots of meditation, I love ritual, I love burning candles and incense and chanting, and uh somehow I do then. Can move into that subtle energy, and really, I do it to try to raise my level of consciousness or awaken my level of consciousness as I prepare for death. That's exactly how I look at life myself. Yeah,
2: yeah, some people think it's pessimistic to say that, you know, but yes. um, Since we live so many lifetimes, you know, supposedly, we uh, in this uh, Mayan ancient philosophy, you have been here a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Or everybody has been here a whole bunch of times, you know, because we are um, we are aliens in a way because we are spiritual beings. We yes. come from a different realm. Uh, we are invited into this material world. And uh, once that uh, transfer is done, you know, we cut off the connection to the other side. The connection is garbled.
1: Yes.
2: Because the the different system of the spiritual and material worlds. And the idea is to reconnect with this and try to get the instructions that we needed, you know, the the reasons why are we here. And
1: mm-hmm. the
2: only way, and the, the way of thinking was the calendar to give you a key in the how to achieve this, how where were the best days to reconnect, you know, and try to, uh, in my case, you know, I have a, confidences with dead people Um, in certain days you know I go back and like the same way that I talk to the shaman
1: Uh also I
2: can have a confidence with my grandmother and my great grandmother and for some reason it seems like there's mostly ladies there you know Uh and they try to explain things to me you know when they can and I sometimes wake up and and write write down what I heard and try to apply it, you know. The same with the with the shaman, um, with Hoshi. Hoshi. He um, yeah. he came to he me came to more me. like in 1997, mm-hmm. when he was more um, direct about understanding the calendar. I did not understand the calendar in the 90s, you know. I wrote it as it was supposed to be, but I didn't understand exactly how this works. This all happened like in 1997, 98. When they went into details, he went into details explaining things that I didn't know.,
1: hmm.
2: and that's what I teach people because this stuff is is not existent to any book uh written until now, and this is knowledge that is not mine, it's just being given to me so I can give it to the other people.
1: Mhm, mhm.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you that difficult question that we talked about earlier is that it does say that you're a spiritualist and it certainly sounds like you work with that subtle energy and that the feminine energy that right now you are using the feminine energy is used to bridge the two continents and you begin Um, your, and is that true or I mean what? What does that mean?
2: See, she's, uh, uh, you probably read that in the other um, page that is called myacron.com. Correct. And uh, what she's alluding is to the, because I didn't write that, that um, uh, Musa is a friend that uh, managed that blog, that dot com. Uh-huh. I only managed the blog. Okay. But the idea was that um he's re- he's referring to this um book the Mayan factor.
0: Okay.
2: In uh um Jose Arguez which is, says the coming of the continents, the joining of the continents. Correct. In um, um there was a prophecy there that was um, given by Alwayes and I came to fulfill that prophecy in a way. Well, joining the the continent, the north and the south. This occurred in 2013 in October second. I think it was the day when that prophecy kind of actually came true. Um, I didn't want it to make it happen, but it kind of happened without me mm-hmm. wanting it to happen. Yes, yeah. So I, what I know is that uh, in this awakening time, in this uh, new. Um, way of things is the women the femininity and the female part of the existence that is coming into play you know males have got all the run of all this society for too long correct and they haven't advanced too much with that so it's time for the other side to take over and see what the other side can do you know wow
0: well, okay huh I think maybe that's why your grandmothers are the, you know, when we talk about the 13 indigenous grandmothers coming together from different continents, that that we are seeing the divine feminine um, uh, energy coming back and doing ceremony and understanding their powers and their abilities and, and helping that right now is connecting, um, connecting and bridging, bridging, so...
2: Yeah, it's interesting that you talk about that because when I do my seminars, you know, and I do groups, you know, about um, 97% of the people that go are women. Yeah, you know, guys don't seem to be interested in this. Yes. So um, um, you can see that that side. That doesn't mean that um, in these beliefs, you know, we don't we are not either females or males. We are just spirits. You know, we have a uh, in the other realm, we don't have um, a specific uh, sex, you know. Right. But, right. you know, the, the female uh, bodies uh, or seem to be more uh, better conduit for the spiritual side, you know. Mhm.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we see here at the temple, too, at the Hope Interfaith Center, is that the majority, I think it, it's growing, uh, more and more men are coming, but Certainly, since I've been doing my work and continue to do my work, the majority of the people who do come are the women. And like you said, maybe the woman's body or that we're more conduits because we give birth and we're ready to help give birth to a new reality here upon the
2: planet. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely something in that area.
0: Are you able, and I always tell people you have the right to say no, are you able to take us just through either a mantra or a meditation or anything to help the listeners of whom are listening tonight and who will be listening to this program? Do you have any meditations that you can help us kind of move into that world of subtle energies at all?
2: Today, as the, in the Mayan calendar, and the one that the version that I uh, follow, you know, because this is the version that was given to me by the Hoshi. Mm-hmm. There is different versions of there online, and they are not lined up. That's important to tell people because you can just go on Google and try to find Mayan calendar, you're gonna find different versions of the calendar. By different versions, what I mean is uh, different energy states. They are off by two or three days. One goes behind, the other one in front. Uh, but today is the L, which is the day of the storm. Um, and, um, and I can see they started to show it up up there in some places. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And usually it will be for people that have that energy. you know. But that, that, the way to do it is um, that I tell people, it's when they are in a place you know they gotta look around and open all their uh, senses you know their ears their all the senses you know to uh, to see what kind of messages they can get from nature or from the spiritual world hmm. uh, you probably know a lot about this because you meditate a lot but um, if when you you let go of all the material things you know the that are bothering your life and you start focusing into other things around you you know the sound of the rain outside, the the wind you know the even the sound of a clock in the distance there is things that are uh, not seen by us when we don't pay attention sometimes even when you go deep enough into this you can even feel your own body working you know you can hear your heartbeat you can hear your own body um functions moving around you know and this is part of what i teach about um uh, meditating and trying to connect with the other side Mm -hmm. And that's what's something that the old shaman used to teach me, you know, about to open all my senses, you know. Uh, sometimes you don't you don't get it, but sometimes even a headache, sometimes even a little pain, a t- little twitch in the arm, something could be a signal from the other side.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, that makes sense to kind of get, you know, like for me, the indwelling spirit within and just to kind of get away from the have-tos and the shoulds and the, all of that stuff. It's just, and that's why I meditate so much is just to kind of get away from the 4% of the world that can be measured and organized and calculated and to go into that 96% of the world that is in that subtle energy. And um, when I connect to that, I am connected to what I call this cosmic intelligence that, um, and I loved it that you said that you can connect with your grandmothers and the women in your life and your mother who comes forth to teach you during that time and have a conversation with them.
2: Yes, Um, yes, we do have, uh, like I said, all of them are ladies. Um, Yes. Interesting. And they try to explain things to me. Sometimes I understand it, sometimes I don't. You know, with the mm-hmm. shaman, with Hoshi, he sometimes will tell me stuff and I have to wake up and write it down because, you know, there was a little complicated things about the calendar or something.
1: hmm
2: And then I, uh, when I wake up, I read what I wrote down and I apply it. And I say, oh, my God, he was right, you know.
1: hmm hmm
2: because I like to see things happen, that they're really square up and they do add up, you know, once you put into practice.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it also stated on your website, and maybe you didn't put that there, but I thought it was quite interesting that you believe that Minnesota has, um, if I read it right, galactic portals. And because of these portals that you believe that Minnesota has a very high vibration, what do you have to say about that since you're in Minnesota and sure. I'm in Minnesota? and So what do you think about yeah, the vibration of Minnesota?
2: I tell you, you know, when I first came to Minnesota, I didn't come here because of the vibration or because uh, anything that I was, uh, I came here because the, the relatives they were here. You know in my situation I of running up from the situation down there uh, but you know throughout the years working in this um in this um calendar and these things, I started to understand some things that I didn't get before you know um part of it is that um the like the the one that make my name famous or give me fame and um was this guy, Jose Arguelles. Uh, he wrote The Mayan Factor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And right uh, yes.
2: he was the one that kind of put me up on the map. You know, when I first uh, opened that blog, was to teach nine people in Honduras. Wow. They wanted to learn the calendar. That was uh-huh. the purpose of that blog. And then all of a sudden, this thing has gone global. And now I got uh, you know like 180,000 people there and, Andreas was blowing off the map, you know, mostly. They are from Mexico and the U.S. and even Russia, you know, so. Wow. But uh, when when I saw that, you know, and then uh, I didn't understand why, how this happened, and then when I go investigate, what happened is people saw my name there, and then they went into these predictions, their ways have given in this book, The Mayan Factor, and he mentioned my name as the sage that was going to come to bring the knowledge of the calendar. He wrote this in 1986, 87. I never read the book until later, when people start telling me about it and my name was there. So, um, when I saw that, you know, and I thought, wow, that's amazing, you know, um, that this guy mentioned my name. And not only that, he talks about a lot of personal things in my life, you know, that, uh, he don't say it directly, but I can, when I see it, it's, it was incre- amazing to see this. And then uh, I find out that, um, you know, Jose is a Hispanic, probably was born in New York, I thought, you know, but I find out that he was born in Minnesota.
1: Huh.
2: So that kind mm-hmm. of, uh, I was amazed about that, you know. I was brought to Minnesota, and this guy yeah. was born in Minnesota, in Rochester. Huh. So then I start thinking, there must be something important about this location here.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Because uh, he was born here and I was brought here. And and his life is kind of similar in a way. You know, he's got a position in a library. I did get a position in a library. And not only that, we share exactly the same Mayan energies in the calendar. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, when I see all this um, synchronicity with his life, you know, I start thinking there is something important about Minnesota, you know. Correct. And, and then I, when I went to meetings and I went to gatherings, you know, and I told people that I feel that, I, then I got a, a lady one time from Colorado, they got upset, you know, and told me, you know, I don't think the Minnesota is very special. <laughs> I think Colorado is better. <laughs> Interesting. you have proof of this you know you have any proof mm-hmm. of what you're saying and I said well the only thing I know is that way I was born here and, and I came here and you know and then she said well that's not proof enough so you know I kind of went into meditation by the pyramid that we built here and tried to find guidance about what to tell people about it you know had to explain to them that this place seemed to be special at this moment, you know. Mm -hmm. So I had a dream that um, clarified this. It's probably a bit too long to tell the whole dream, but um, the sequence of the dream. But the idea is that the planet was constructed already in a certain way, and there is a certain... Um, veins of energy that are already under the geography. And these uh, channels of energy are um, variable. Sometimes they get a peak when they got a lot of energy. Sometimes they go lower. And there's high and lower points throughout history. They have some high and lows, you know. And right now, what what I understand is Minnesota is in the high point. Uh, is the highest point of uh, connection probably in the world uh to the other side. That doesn't mean there is a lot of other important areas in the planet. But um the way they explained the dream was kind of a very cryptic, you know, but I uh when I went in the map to look at it, what they tried to show me in the dream, I find out something amazing. You know, in the Mayan philosophy we have some holy numbers, 1, 4, 9, 13, 18, and those numbers that are the same, um, you know, 1, 4, 9, etc. You know, so um, I find out that uh, here in Minnesota we got the the longitude, 94, which if you add it up, it's a 9 and a 4 and it's 13, you know. Mm. And, and if, if you follow it in the map from Minnesota, if you go down, down, following that line, it'll get you to the to where this philosophy of the Maya started, you know, in the uh, Gulf of Mexico. Hmm. So you can see that connection there. That they are all right. lined up in the same porthole holes the same place where this uh, knowledge comes from the other side. And then Minnesota, you get the crossings of the latitude. The latitude in the cities is 45, which uh, the very center of it is in cloud. But, you know, 45 is 9, and then you go 45 and 49, so they're giving you like a crossing point there. I know that some people say, well, but these lines were put there by white people, they tell me. <laughs> 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 but, you know, the, the, this was said there by scientists, you know, like uh, 200 years ago. And they mm-hmm. did a convention and they did it use science, science for these numbers, you know. So, um, you know, that's how uh, they got these numbers and there is a reason for it. It's like destiny or something. Move, yes. them, move them to put those numbers what they did. And I think there is a very strong porthole here in uh, this area.
0: Yes. Well, I know um, that I've, I've almost been around the world, and it's so interesting because one of my favorite places in the whole wide world is right here in Minnesota, and it's up by Lake Superior. And I've always felt the energy, the kind of a, the pristine, untouched um and I've always felt that we've had strong portals in that area and even perhaps under Lake Superior in that area. So I, like you, um, there's, I, I do believe that there's something here, but that is amazing when you take a look at the numbers of the same. Not only
2: that, if, if you have a map and you look the opposite side of the planet, Following the same 94. There's 294. 194 West and 94 East. Oh. And then, if oh you go to the east side, you'll find that it falls on top of Tibet. Wow. So, see, you can see the connection there. Yes, there is a connection. Yes. And all the time think, why in Minnesota they have these freeways, 90 and 94. You know, why they chose those two numbers? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Well, that makes sense to me, Gina. I mean, it really does. It makes sense to and me. And then I saw when I when I got given that information, and then I look at the map I made, I say there has to be some sort of uh, physical thing that people can see that this place is holy, It's uh, very highly uh, spiritual. And uh, and what we have here is the river. The river is like a straight line. They go well, not a straight, but it goes between. If you follow it in the map. It goes between 94 and 90, 94 and 90, and then it hit the Gulf of Mexico in 90. You know, so you can see it falls. It goes into that passage. Those two numbers, Correct. you know.
1: Yes.
2: So that means there is something very amazing underground, very deep underground. That was laid down there millions of years ago, probably a billion years ago. Wow. And wow. these lines are around the planet in different places, but they all have their highs and downs. And I think Minnesota has the high right now.
0: Wow. Well, I think you just made everybody's day who lives in Minnesota, <laughs> basically, because sometimes when we, when I've traveled around the world, they're They'll say, "Well, where in the United States where you do live?" And I, when I say Minnesota, they usually go, "Oh my gosh, that's where it gets really, 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 really cold." And I went, "Yep, that's where it gets really, 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 really cold." And um, so um, I think you just made everybody's day in Minnesota who's been born, lived here, and um, um, so I thank you for that. <laughs> I believe that Minnesota is a great place to live. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think there is uh, there is, uh strong power holes in here in different um, areas. Mm-hmm. hmm
0: Well, could you tell our audience we will be listening to this? What kind of classes or groups or sessions do you offer, Gina, for people who contact you? I know that you work with their birth date but are there any other things that you do or provide for people if they want to get in contact with you yeah and
2: um well the the i can give them the explanation of the calendar they want a historical context or or they want to understand the calendars that's what i do you know and reconnect to the other side in a way uh, find themselves in a way
0: Yes, yeah, sounds like it.
2: And mm. uh they can be groups, they can be individual, they can be and another thing is important to say is that I do not charge. Hm. So I don't do this because of money. When people come over you know and they say well how much would they take? and I said if you don't you don't have to give anything. People give donations it is up to them. Some people come and see me and they leave me a sack of potatoes, you know.
1: Well, <laughs> That's well,
2: fine, you know. I, I, I the, the, my job, I came to this world just to bring this knowledge. Wow, well, that's what the old Hochi um, shaman said, and I, that's what I have to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so you there's no, there. no Oh my deal.
2: god, we gotta get some money to go there, you don't have to pay, you know,
0: right, right. Well, I know that you had mentioned that you're coming to the Women in Spirituality Conference in October here at uh, Minnesota State University in October. So I want to encourage all of our listeners to come and see Gina during that time as well. And maybe as we continue to connect, Gina, maybe I can have you come to the center and do a class or do a talk. I know that... um, uh, people would be very much interested in coming and meeting you and um, talking to you about the Mayan calendar. Because the Mayan calendar is, it's interesting, because when I was looking at the Mayan calendar, they were talking about how many people think that the Aztec calendar is really the Mayan calendar, but it is not. There are two different calendars. Is that correct?
2: Yes, yes. The The Aztecs is a very young culture. By the time that the Spanish came, the Ma- the Aztecs had been there for 200 years. Okay. So they have copied the Mayan calendar and do did their, their own views of it. They changed some of the names, but they didn't understood it After the Maya did. See, the Maya were working in it for 5,000 years before that. So. Oh. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like when yeah. you compare like the Greek with the Romans. You know,
2: the Romans had a big empire. And they copy all the stuff from the Greeks.
0: Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But maybe they didn't understand things as well as the Greek did, you know.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes sense. Well, if our listeners, and I'm sure that many of them do, if they want to connect with you, Gina, um, where would they get that accurate information, or do you have a number that they could connect with you?
2: Yeah, my phone number is six one two four three seven seven thirteen seven three seven three seven three okay and then the, the email is Maya uh M A Y A C R O N number nine at dot com. Okay.
1: okay
0: I will make sure that that is on our um, website as well and I'm going to just repeat the telephone number for anyone who wants to get a hold of Gina 612-437-1373 is that correct yes that's, that's, that's right okay okay is there any last word that would let our listeners know about this special, special time upon the planet?
2: This period uh, this that we uh, are into right now is the um, Akbao. It's the energy that is dominating right now.
1: Mhm.
2: Akbao was uh, referred to like the ocean or the sea, but also was referred to like the stingray. Hmm. And for the Maya, the stingray was the messenger from the other side. Right. Um, the reason why they use the stingray as a messenger was because um, maybe a lot of people do not know this. But since I live with them out there fishing, the stingrays only come out at night.
1: Hmm.
2: They don't. They don't really come to hang around during the day. They prefer to be coming only at night. So they thought that they were like messengers from the other side. You know. So that's why they identify this energy with the stingray. Wow. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And people, I suppose, should pay very, very close attention to their dream time too.
2: Oh yeah, yes, yes, but that's uh, if you tune uh, if you tune it with a calendar, it will give you better insight, you know, because um, okay. you have to pay attention to the days that are your energies.
1: Okay. Usually, out
2: of these 20 energies of the universe, there will be like uh, some that are from your family, mm-hmm. and some that are against you. And it's not that they are evil or anything like that. It's just that the whole universe is created with this. You know negative and positive balances you know um so some energies are against against you, okay. they are gonna make things difficult for you hmm. so and then you hmm. pay attention to the energies that are in your favor. And they are the ones that are going to give you a lot of insight, a lot of uh, stuff. You know, they're going to advise you about the future or things that they want you to do or try to reconnect about the mission that you have here. You know?
1: Mhm,
0: mhm. Well, I think I need to get connected with you, Miss Gina, and have my. <laughs> I want to know those days that I uh, work well with, and um, I would encourage all of our listeners to. Um, perhaps go deep within your heart to to uh, connect with the truth of who you are and to find your destiny and to work with these energies that are in the planet right now that perhaps you will be drawn to Gina as well as she can help you with those days. So
2: I and, would... And, and after, I'll, tell I'll, I'll tell you something. If, if, uh-huh. you, if you believe in science, if you want proof, I can give you proof of how this works, you know. Wow. I mean real proof, you know, we can see people's life in the calendar tell you what where you are in the river of time, you know. And where you're going and where you've been before and you know, all that is given by the calendar.
0: Wow. And so all they need to do is then to give you their date of birth and their year? Mm, yes. Okay. As does time, you know. When other people do charts, lots of times the time of birth does that make a difference, or it
2: in, in does sometimes, sometimes. If you're born kind wrong. of almost at the end of the day, it could okay. be that um that it could be from the next day energy. The reason for this for this is because it's very hard to match the Western calendar with the Mayan calendar.
1: Right. Right,
2: because the Mayan calendar, the Western calendar, is not. Some years it's got 360 days, some days, some years it's 365. So it doesn't match it with the Mayan calendar. They have 365 every time. Well, so that's mm-hmm. why we gotta look at some the the timings for first.
1: Yes. Yes. Hmm.
0: Well, I have found this to be fascinating, so I certainly want to thank you, Gina, for joining us tonight on our program. Um, I know that the Mayan calendar is um, a complex instrument, so I am thankful that we have experts in the world like you, and thank you for saying yes to your destiny so you can help us with our destiny. Um, and uh, well, thank, so, thank you, much.
2: Thank you much.
0: Yes, I I, I really do. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you from my heart to yours. And um, I know that the women who are coming to you during conference time love you very much. And your dear sweet teacher who comes to you in your dream time, thank you. And the Mayan culture thanks you for doing your work. So I, I thank you very much for joining me tonight. And for all of my listeners, I also thank you. I could not nor would not have a show if you didn't listen. And if, once again, you found this to be fascinating like I have found it to be fascinating, please pass it on. Put it on your Facebooks. Use your social media for something good. Use your social media to bring light to the world. And this is one way that you can bring light to the world is let people know about Gina and this program. I welcome you all to join me next month where we are going to have another woman from the uh, amazing state of Minnesota, Echo Bodine. And Echo was born um, with psychic abilities and gifts of healing at the age of 17. That's when she began to understand her abilities and She has many, clairvoyancy, which is seeing, and clairaudience, which is hearing, and clairsentience, which is sensing, and clairgustance, which is smell. She has been on many programs. She has appeared on national television, Sally Jesse Raphael. Um, She's been on a program with James Bond Prague on NBC's Today Show and A&E and Encounters. So please join us next uh, next month live. This will be on Monday, September 26th at 7 p.m. So until we meet again. Once again, Gina, thank you so much for joining me. I so appreciate you. I really do. And oh, thank, I Thank you
2: much. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, the opportunity. Hope thank you much. Yes. More. Yes. And to all of
0: my friends who listen to the Pure Hope show from near and far and from different countries, I thank you. I thank you for consistently joining me. Namaste. 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 Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Rev. Janice Hope
2: Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true. Yes. Thank you
1: so much. Look out in the street there. You know what you don't see? My car, because I had to sell it to pay the lawyer I hired when I got busted for drunk driving. You know what else you don't see? My girlfriend, who decided that a guy with no car and no license and no money was no fun. And hey, you know what else you don't see? You don't see me leaving for work in the morning, because I missed so much time with court and everything that I got fired. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Imagine more than a new career. Imagine a college that gets you there by offering the best of both worlds a great education and less tuition. That's exactly what Rasmussen College delivers. Because now, with FlexChoice, you can save thousands on degrees that span more than 40 programs. Earn a relevant degree that's worth the investment with Flex Choice at Rasmussen College. Own your future.
2: Get started today at Rasmussen.edu. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.